Oh, greetings from uh, Uganda. Um, we didn't come straight from Uganda here. We've been in the States now since um, we left Uganda December 13th. And um, I'm from Southern California, so we went to Southern California to visit family. Um, spent Christmas, obviously New Year's. Um, we were able to do some things. Obviously, her first time in America, you know. I want to go to Disneyland, I want to go to this place, that place, so it was kind of nice for me, because I was able to do all those things with her that I don't normally am able to do, so, um, man, now it's, it's been great having um, her with me during this time, and um, I told her before, I was like, you need to come up and share a few words, so she didn't want to, so, but can you come and say something? Yeah. Hi everyone, Happy New Year's, and I'm glad to be here, my mom and my two brothers send their greetings, and I'm blessed to be here. Amen, thank you. (laughs) Can you guys understand her accent? Yeah, pretty good, yeah. Um, You know... As Pastor Steve was saying, I've been in Uganda now almost two years, and um, before that, I served in Kenya, even before that, some time in Cambodia, so I, I've been around, but um, when I first went to Kenya, and the continent of Africa is just a very, for you, for you who have been there, you understand it's a special, special place, and I don't know what it is about it, um, it's just, it holds a special place in my heart, um, and you know, for us as Pottershield Ministries, serving alongside Calvary Chapel, there's a lot of different uh, ministry-type stuff we do. Um, anything from, you know, serving at Kids Club, teaching them, um, church on the island where we live, um, village trips. So there's numerous things that um, we're involved with there. Um, actually, I think actually now, or in the next couple of days, um, the team that's there now they'll be going on some village trips. So they'll be heading out. They're going to go to Rwanda. From Rwanda, they're going to go to another village. And then after that village, they're going to stop by another. So um, I remember last time I was here, actually, I actually spoke on I was like, I, the Lord, he told me that we're going to be going out into the deep into the villages. And I wasn't so sure if that was going to happen. But the Lord, you know, opened the door for us to do that. So um kind of sad that I'm not able to be there. Um, it's fun going deep into the villages where kids, um, they like touch your skin because they've never seen like white skin before. And um, it, it's just fun. It's an enjoyable time. Um, so we'll be praying for them as they're there. Um, there's a new, a new couple there, uh, Mike and Judy. They also send their greetings, Mike and Judy Slack. Um, they're also, you know, helping... Pottersfield there alongside the church and being kind of a mediator with um, the pastors there and I'm able to kind of um, serve myself and also the interns there and and so they've have been a blessing. Um, Pastor Robert, for you guys that do know him, he he told me, he's like, make sure you tell the church I say hi. So Pastor Robert says hi to you guys if you know him. Um, But when I first Now, kind of going into my message a little bit, I just want to share a little bit of history. But when I first went um, to Uganda, um, even to Africa at that point, um, 
I loved, I just loved holding the kids. I loved just, I mean, just serving them food. I loved playing games with them. I loved just hanging out with the kids, you know. Obviously, as Potter showed, that's what we're, we're called to do. Um, our ministry is helping kids all around the world. And so I love that. I love just doing numerous types of stuff with the children, um, teaching them. But two classes ago, um, there was a team that came, and um, when they came back, I remember getting a call from uh, Pastor Mike, and he said, you know, just want to say good job on the last team. You know, they're back. Um, but, you know, there's some things that, you know, you, you need to change. I was like, all right. Um, and he's like, you know, you do great. You do great with, you know, being a, a mediator with, with the church. You do great with the culture. You do great um, hanging out with the locals and being, you know, our, our liaison through Pottersfield with Calvary Chapel and Tebe. Um, but he said, you know, you need, you need to get your grade up a little bit in discipling the interns that come. Um, they only come for six months, and, you know, you need to disciple them while they're there. And I forget what grade he gave me. I'm not going to tell you the grade he gave me. But, um, but he's like, I need you to get that grade up. And so it changed, like, my whole kind of perspective. Okay, why am I even in, why am I in Uganda? You know, I thought I came to Uganda to serve the children, you know, teach the kids clubs, teach during the school, um, serve them food, and but now I see as as the, that class came and gone, another class came, this class here now, I I see the Lord changing uh, my calling, being in Uganda, and the Lord. I was talking to my wife, and before I even got asked, um, well, when I got asked, sorry, when I got asked, I asked my wife. I was like, "What do you think?" You know. I should share, and obviously, you know, sharing a little bit about Uganda, but what can I tie in um, to share, you know, to the church? And I had something on my heart already, kind of what the Lord showed me, and, um, and I was like, what do you think, babe? What do you think that I should share? And she, she said, I think you should share about, share about serving. And I said, all right, well, that's what I had in mind, too. So, you know, the Lord, I think, gave me a word, gave me a message for us, um, so if you do have your Bibles, um, a couple of verses I'll go through, and I'm going to, I think, jump around two or three times, but um, let's go to Galatians chapter 5, verse 13. All right. Verse... Mm-hmm. All right, so I'll read and then uh, I'll kind of expound and explain a little bit. So verse 13, Paul talking here to the church in Galatia says, For you were called to freedom, brothers, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. Um, as I was telling you, I was home 
in California and um, grew up there my whole life and I had the opportunity to share um, with one of my friends that I've known for a long time and his name's Anthony and he's not saved, doesn't know the Lord um, and I had the opportunity to share with him and he's very just lost, kind of doesn't know where he's at, works odds and end jobs, you know, um, doesn't really know where his life is going, thinks he's doing okay, um, but knows he can do better, kind of just in that lost um, area in his life. And, you know, he looks onto my life, and I, I was able to share a little bit, you know, he's, he's seen my life the past few years, and how much the Lord has done in my life, and how I've changed, and um, but what it says here, and this is what I kind of want to relate, it says, For you were called to freedom, brothers, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. And he made a comment to me, because I was sharing about just what I'm doing in my life, and Uganda, and how I was just... And he said, yeah, but, you know, you don't, like, live a, you don't live a good life, though. You don't, you know what I mean? You're not able to, to go out and have fun... You can't do all these things. And he has this whole mindset of freedom changed. And he thinks freedom is able to do whatever the heck he wants. Um, But we know as Christians, we're free not to do those things. You know, we're free to say no. And I I had a a conversation with him. I said, you know, um, because to get a little more in depth with this, this guy, he's addicted to, to drugs. And um, he, he says, you know, I, I love being able to wake up and just do whatever I want. No one can tell me what to do. I live my life. You, you have your life, but you're not able to, to go and have fun. And I said, you know, but have you ever had that time where you, you, you just say no to what, you know, your flesh is telling you to do? And he said, yeah. I said, doesn't that feel good? He said, yeah, it feels good, but, you know, because he's strung out on drugs, so he, he needs his drugs. And I said, you know what, man? I said, there, you need, there needs to come a time in your life, man, where you, where you need to understand the real, what, what freedom actually is. And it, it, was, it was an awesome time because afterwards he said, you know what, man? He's like, I, I really need to evaluate my life now. I need to, because he has a kid. He's like, I need to take care of my kid. But I, I wanted to share that about Anthony because his view of freedom is so, in, in our world today, in our, our society today, I see people, old friends of mine, like their view of freedom is way different than what our view as Christians is. And, you know, Jesus came to set us free. From all of those things, and this, I, I just really want my friend Anthony to understand. You know, I wasn't there to preach to him. I wasn't there. I said, you know what, Aunt? I want you to know that Jesus just came to set you free, man. Came to free to set you free from drugs, from this lifestyle that you're living. And I want you to know, because he knew where I was at in my walk, and I said, I want you to know this is the freest I've ever been, Anthony. The walk that I'm on right now with the Lord, it's the freest I've ever been. And it's so amazing 
to say no. So I don't know. I, I hope that he, he understood what I was trying to get across to him. Um, and like I, I mentioned a little earlier about, um, I see these people and I, I went, we were, had the opportunity to go to church. Um, I go to a church, kind of pretty, pretty big church um, in Fontana. And um, there's so many people there that I see um, through social media. Um, and I see they, they have pictures, you know, of them at the club, them, you know, drinking, them just doing all these bad things. And, you know, they're at, they're at church, you know, and they come to me, oh, yeah, I'm doing great, you know. And they have this whole concept of freedom. When Paul, you know, just because you were free doesn't mean we have the excuse to sin. You know, we know that our God is a forgiving God. We know God will forgive us, but that doesn't give us the excuse to go out and sin. And I, that's what Paul is saying here. You know, don't use our freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. Our flesh not, wants nothing more to sin. It battles against our spirit. Um, and... So, the flesh and our spirit, they're always rising up against one another. And what is, how do we battle, how do we battle, how do we conquer this flesh of ours? It's always rising up every day. I want to do this, you know, but, you know, the spirit is like, oh, no, you need to do this. It's like that battle back and forth. And... And what I want to get across today is what it says here in, the, in, the, in verse 13. But through love, serve one another. You know, being in Uganda, um, the interns always come to me and say, Hey, Chris, um, how, can I, how can I get better? Is there anything you need me to do? Um, what would you want me to do today? And I said, You know what, man? As long as everything else is done, I said, hey, you know, what, what have you done for someone today? You know, and the last two classes, um, at the very beginning when they get there, um, I made a new, I don't want to, I don't want to call it a rule, but I, I said, you know what, each of you, there's so many kids out there, so many kids that you're going to go and see, so many kids that you're going to go and serve, so many kids that you're going to love on. But there's a difference between just loving on them, but really pouring into their life. So I've challenged each intern, and I'm going to the last, this class I did, and um, I'm going to start doing this. Go out and find someone. Disciple someone. You know, there's kids out there that want to hear from you. They want to listen. Um, so go out. Disciple one of these kids. Um, but, you know, as obviously community living, um, where we're at, and... Um, they have all these guys living together. Of course, there's going to there's gonna come a season where they get mad at one another or something's going to happen where their flesh is going to rise up, you know? And, but I said, I, when, I, when they come to me and say, what is there you need me to do? I said, you know, just serve someone today, man. What, what have you done for someone today? You know, um, I was at this... Um, 
place years and years back. And I went to this pastor and I said, man, how do I, how do I get better? It was, it was at a rehab, Christian rehab place. And um, I was getting off drugs and alcohol. And I said, you know, I, I want to change. I, I want to do better. But how do, how do I do that? And he said, you know what, Chris? You just need to get your eyes off yourself. You need to get your eyes off yourself and look at others. Because um, when your eyes are on yourself, you miss out so much opportunity around you to serve people. Um, and, you know, the, the interns that are there, us in here, yes, of course, we have issues, we have problems, we have things that, we, that go on in our lives, you know. But when I, when I read this, it challenged me as well, because I constantly, constantly look at my inner self. I'm like, wow, I need to work on this. I need to work on that. And very often, not, I mean, not often, I should say, am I focused on others. I'm more focused on myself. And I miss out so much opportunity to serve people. Um, obviously, being newly, newly married, um, we live on an island. And one, you have a bungalow for Imelda and I, and another bungalow for the interns. But so we have where we live, and, you know, going to work and then coming back and, you know, um, seems every time I lay my head, head down right about to go to sleep, my wife says, well, how was your day today? Um, and it's, I, in, that, in that moment, I have the opportunity, okay, I can go to bed, but I have this great opportunity to serve my wife. I don't, I, my flesh wants nothing more for me to go to bed after a long day, but my wife is asking how my day went. And in this moment, I have this opportunity. I have this opportunity to share. Yeah, it was good. And, my, and in the end of it, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that I do it because we're serving one another in it. You know, I'm serving her. And I also get to testify on how my day went. Um, and there's no greater example of service than Jesus. And there's obviously numerous amounts of stories that... Um, Anything from healing the blind, raising someone from the dead, um, healing the lame, the sick. So many different things that Jesus did. And he had no agenda, no schedule, no previous plan. He was just led by the Spirit. And he was so focused on wanting to help other people. And it really challenged me to... Very few of us, if you do... God bless you, um, wake up in the morning and are like, who am I going to serve today? And if you do, awesome. Um, maybe there are sometimes I really want to serve someone, but how amazing would it be if all of us woke up every day and said, I just want to serve someone today. How can I serve my roommate? Oh, they did laundry today. Maybe I can, maybe I can fold their clothes for them. I don't know what it looks like for you in your life, how, how you, in your personal life, how you can serve the person, the people that are close to you. Um, but we all have an opportunity. And the best way to use that opportunity is when your eyes are not focused on yourself. Um, <clears throat> our world that we live in, 
says, go to the top. Block everything out and go to the top. There's a verse in Mark chapter 10. And I want to read real fast. Um, And it ties in with this. Um, 10.44. It says... um, 10.44. And whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. Our world tells us to go, reach for the stars, get to the top, kick everyone, hit everyone that's in your way. I don't care how you're going to get there, but just get there. But what does Jesus say? Whoever wants to be first must be a slave to all. I want to read a story, if we can all go there. And the Lord kind of showed me this as I was studying, and it's a really cool um, just kind of word picture of service and what it means to... Um, to help the person that's closest to you, help someone, serve someone. And it comes out of Exodus um, chapter 17. Um, I heard you guys were going through Exodus, so I hope, I don't know where you guys are at, but hopefully I... um, All right, so it's chapter 17, verse 9. so, Josh, or so Moses said to Joshua, Choose for us men. Go out and fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses told him and fought with Amalek. While Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. So um, there's this battle going on. With Amalek, Moses, um, who else was there? Aaron, Hur. They go up to the top of this mountain um, where they're about to fight. And now it says here, um, verse 11, When Moses, when they got to the top of the hill, whenever Moses held up his hand, whenever Moses held up his hand, Israel prevailed. So when I was looking at this, like, what does this mean? What is it when he raises his hands? To me, I took that as a symbol of prayer, you know, raising his hands, God, help us win this battle. So whenever he raised his hands, Israel prevailed. And whenever he lowered his hands, Amalek prevailed. All right, so what's going on here? But Moses' hands grew weary. I don't know. When I, when I, I kind of laughed when I read this because, um, and we all do it, um, I think, I, I hope so, because I'm kind of making a joke out of this. But um, when we, we have our hands raised during worship and they get tired, you know, we want to put them down. That's what I kind of, I took from this. Um, but when Moses' his hands grew weary, so they took a stone so they, so this would be Aaron and her. They took a stone, 
um, and put it under him. And he sat on it while Aaron and her held up his hands on one side and the other on the other side. So his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And Joshua overwhelmed Amalek and his people with the sword. Then the Lord said to Moses, Write this as a memorial in a book and recite it in the ears of Joshua that will utterly blot out the memory of Amalek from under heaven. And what an awesome word picture of these two men serving Moses. They see that Moses, his hands are growing weary. They see when his hands are up, the Israelites are prevailing. And when his hands go down, Amalek prevails. And so these guys, not focused on themselves, so focused on Moses and what he's doing, his hands are up, they're focused. Okay, when his hands go down, they start prevailing. So how can we, how can we help this to keep his hands up? So each of them go on one side, one goes on the other, and they hold his hands up until they prevail. And we always hear how, okay, I'm going over to this place just to, I'm, I'm here to hold your arms up. And I, I never really understood what, I mean, I understood what it meant. Obviously, we're here to serve you. We're here to help you out. Um, we're here to do whatever you tell us to do. We're here just to serve alongside and to hold your arms up. And when I read this, I got a way better word picture of what holding your arms up really means and service and what that truly means. Um, Now, again, being where we're at um, in Uganda, there's always, always opportunity to serve people. Um, But for me, I I look, and I shared a little bit earlier, um, it's easy for me to serve the people of Uganda. It's easy for me to go and hold a little kid's hand. It's easy for me to serve a plate of posho and beans um, it's difficult for me to serve the people that are closest to me. Um, my wife and I um, live on the island with all with these interns, and I made it a I don't want to call I don't know what you want to call it or a pact with myself or or I don't know what but. I make it a point in my day that is ask someone how they're doing, what's going on today in your life, how is your day? You know, if we don't know what's going on in someone's life, how will we ever know how we can serve them? You know, um, and one of the guys, one of the interns there, he came to me and he said, you know, it's so hard for me to just go up to someone and ask, you know how they're doing. And I, I said, well, why is it so difficult for you just to ask one of your brothers how you're doing? He said, I'm just nervous. And I said, you know, okay, well, this is something that, you know, we need to work on. And it's, it's been amazing 
to see. You have those people that like totally pendulum swing it, or like they ask every single person, how you doing, how you doing, how you doing? And he kind of did that. Um, but, you know, he, he balanced it out. But, and, but it's, it's crucial to know how to serve the person to the left or to the right if you don't know what's going on in their lives. Um, so these guys, Aaron, her, they knew. They watched Moses. He, they went up together on the top of the hill together. I'm sure they've been in battle together before this. They've walked alongside Moses during this time. Um, and for all of us in here, I know we're around everyone. We're around a lot of people throughout the day, whether that be in your workplace, whether that be in your home, whether that be your mom and dad's house, at the church, wherever that may be, there's always people around you to serve. But if your eyes are on yourself, you'll miss out the opportunity. A lot of us have agendas. A lot of us have, okay, this is what I'm going to do today. This is what I have planned for the day. And we miss out sometimes because we're so focused on this. I need to do this. I need to do that. There's a guy. I went, <clears throat> I went to a, um, a pastor's conference, um, I don't know, three years ago years ago, and there's this guy, and you guys might know him, his name is Jim Simbola. You guys know him? Heard of him at least? Yeah. Um, and we were able to w- watch him teach, and his message was on, I don't know if it was his message, but he definitely made a point, and he said, you know, he, made, he had this whole concept of, I don't I don't take notes up to when I teach, you know, because when I take notes up, you know, I don't let the Holy Spirit do the work. When I, when I study, when I prepare, I don't have any commentaries by me. I don't have any internet behind me. I just go up into a room and, and close the door. I have no phone, no paper, just me and the Lord. And I, I obviously would never be able to do that. I, I need notes. But it really touched me because... Someone so dedicated to just wanting the Holy Spirit to guide his teaching and to guide his life. I'm like, wow. You know, if I can, if I can get to that place, or if I don't ever need notes, you know, I can solely let the Holy Spirit, you know, um, teach. So, <clears throat> my voice is all getting really raspy. Um, Um, so I talked a little bit about um, us, like when we get up um, in the morning, and I was funny because my wife was today. She was there. She's like, because when I'm in Uganda, I I get up pretty. I get up at like what five thirty, and I make my coffee, sit on the couch, I do my devotion, um, check my emails, and I, I'm it's clockwork clockwork every day and I do that um, and she's like oh it's been so nice here 
because we're able to just have our time in the morning together. And, but there needs to come a time, and I explained this to her, and I said, you know what, you know what, babe, I, you know, I, I understand that you love having that time in the morning, but, you know, I need to know my role. And my role being in Uganda, my role that the Lord has called me to is to serve the interns, to serve the people that I live closest with. And for each one of us in this room, for each of you, you guys, each, all of us have a certain calling on your life. Um, I don't know what it is. You may not know what it is, but the Lord knows. But there needs to come a time in all of our lives where we realize, you know, this is my ministry that the Lord has called me to. And someone actually in this room, I won't name any names, but I'll tell them after that this is them. But they said to me once, you know, this is what God has called you to do. It doesn't matter, you know, how you're feeling. It doesn't matter what, you know, the people around you um, are thinking. If you're young, um, if you don't think you, if you're qualified, you just need to know that God has called you. We all need to know that God has called us to do a specific work and to serve a specific thing. Um, in the end of this verse in Galatians, um, and we all know it, we've all heard of it when we were kids recently, um, and it says, For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. There's no law, there's no degree, there's no book, there's, no, there's nothing to show us how to love our neighbor as ourselves. The best way to love our neighbor is to look inside of yourself. Because the way you treat yourself is the way you're going to treat someone else. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. When the Lord showed me, or gave me this, um, He put this, or not this, he, He brought me to Acts, and where it talks about the early church and how all of them they shared everything. They served each other. They looked out for the interests, the interests of others. You know, and I look at our, the church today, and I'm like, is our, is our church really doing that? Are we, are we looking out for the interests of others? Are we sharing everything that we have? Um, are we serving the people that are closest with us? Are we treating our neighbor as ourselves? Um, and... There's many times, or even for myself, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't treat my neighbor as myself, you know. We all sin, we all fall short, you know. But how amazing would it be, and I shared it earlier, if all of us would, can be like that. If all of us in this room, if you look to the person to your left, look to the person on your right, if you would just treat them the way you would want to be treated, 
how amazing would that be if you look to your left or your right and you know what this person's needs are. Um, what does it say? It says, look not only, I think it's in Philippians, look not only to your interests, but also to the interests, interests of others. I think that's in Philippians in chapter 2. But how amazing would it be if all of us can do that? Imagine if everyone was focused on someone else, someone else's needs. Yeah, I, I get that we have our own needs, we have our own wants, desires. Um, but I don't know, the Lord just he keeps bringing me back to serving that person that's closest to you. Serve the person that's, that you do life with. Your husband, your wife, your co-worker. How can you serve them today? How can we get our eyes off ourselves and focus on the people next to us? And how do we do that? Through love. Through love, we serve one another. And you love your neighbor as yourself. Um, in closing... Um, I want to share just a little story about a personal um, kind of testimony. Um, so my, the past 10 years of my life, um, or I should say three years ago and then the 10 years back, did a lot of bad stuff, um, made a lot of kind of dumb decisions, um, rehabs, different things like that. But in this um, whole process of doing, making these bad decisions, um, there was someone in my life that still to this day, um, our relationship isn't the best. That's my mom. Um, and if any of you know me, it's always been a, a struggle in my life. Um, just... Just that battle it was with my mom. Um, but I made it a point when I came back this time. And I've, I failed once or twice. But I made it a point that I wasn't going to cause my mom any kind of drama, any kind of argument. Because it always seems I come home. Every time I come visit for a couple of days, a couple of weeks, there's always something that happens where something in the past rises up and we get in an argument. You know, we get in a disagreement or whatever it may be. But I made a point, like, how can I serve my mother in this? Because I'm causing her so much turmoil when I do this. Um, but I just want to give praise to God because it's, it's been a great time. Yes, we've had our small little arguments, but overall it's been an amazing thing. That's because I didn't have those desires and wants and, and I didn't I wasn't so selfish where I wanted to I don't care what she says I'm just going to go do this I'm a grown man she can't tell me what to do not realizing the whole time this is not serving my mom so use that as an example I, I, I don't know take it as you, you please but um, in closing again how can we apply this to our lives you know um I would say first, 
How do you apply? Just get to know the person. How can you serve the person that you work with, you live with, co-worker? How can I serve them? Secondly, you have to be free. We have to be free in Christ to want to even serve, to want to serve people. You know, when I was reading this, um, it wasn't even the word serving that was the was the the deepest thing that was hitting me. The deepest thing that was hitting me was was this word freedom. You know, and being free to want to do these things, being free to serve, not just serving out of want, not just serving because you know it's the right thing to do, not just serving because you know that's what God wants you to do and that's what the church does, but serving because you're free to. Serving because you're free in the Lord. Thank you guys so much for giving me this opportunity to share. You know, um, God definitely gave me a word through it. Um, and let's go out and serve one another. Amen. Thank you guys so much.